You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hello, Bleeding Green Nation, and welcome back to another edition of Eye on the Enemy, powered by SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. I'm your host, John Stolness. You can follow me on Twitter, at John Stolness. Well, coming up, we're going to get into the offseason and the scouting combines a little bit with Mike Kay. He was a former Eagles beat reporter for NJ.com, and now he's the lead NFL reporter for the Pro Football Network. He's been keeping a close eye on the combine and all of the news that's been coming out of there, including the Dallas Cowboys potentially parting with one of their star-wide receivers and whether or not the Eagles could be a good landing spot for him. All of those items coming up here on this edition of Eye on the Enemy. All right, so let's not waste any more time. Let's get right to our interview with Mike Kay. Of course, again, from Pro Football Network. Follow him on Twitter at Mike underscore E underscore K. Mike, welcome to Eye on the Enemy. How are you, man? Thanks for having me. And and some people might remember me from uh, my Bleeding Green Green Nation Nation days. days. I I meant to mention that. Yes, indeed. That's right. A former BGN alum. Uh, So a true friend of the podcast. So for sure. Um, it's good to talk to you. It's the first time we've gotten a chance to talk and we're, we're getting a chance to speak as the Dallas Cowboys are making a little bit of news here. Um, deciding to, it looks like they're going to part ways with Amari Cooper going to try and work out a trade, not going to happen. So, uh, looking like Amari Cooper uh, is going to hit the free agent market here in the next few days. And I know you wrote about it, uh, for the pro football network, what's going on there with Dallas. I mean, I know they're in salary cap hell, I guess this is just a part of that. Yeah, you know, they're in an interesting situation when you develop a lot of really good offensive players. Eagles fans might not want to hear it, but they have. um, Eventually, you can't pay them all. So right now they're entering a situation where Dalton Schultz, who was targeted a staggering 104 times last season with the amount of offensive weapons that this Cowboys team had. Um, his numbers are better over the past two years than Dallas Goddard, by the way. Yeah. And some actually think people that I've spoken with think he's actually a better blocker in a lot of aspects. Yeah. So he's a guy who's kind of come out of nowhere over the last two years. I think he caught like 19 total passes his first two seasons. Um, but now he's a guy who the league really wants to pay. This is a guy who, in my opinion, could make close to market setting money behind Kittle um, and Travis Kelsey. Wow. Now that said, um, they also have Cedric Wilson, who's proven to be a pretty good number three wide receiver mm-hmm. uh, set to hit free agency. He caught, um, I mean, he produced over 600 yards and six touchdowns last season. And then you have Michael Gallup. Yeah. who is the really intriguing guy who tours ACL uh, towards the end of the season. But he's a guy that a lot of people in the league think can be a number one wide receiver. He can play every single position. You can move him around. I know some Eagles fans are really high on him. Um, and so I think they're in a situation where Amari Cooper is due 20 million this season. It becomes fully guaranteed on the fifth day of the league year. I believe that's March 22nd. And 
you know, instead of paying 20 million for one guy, maybe you pay 20 million for Gallup and Cedric Wilson, which really mm. Wilson, you're probably looking at $6 million a year. And then Gallup, you're probably looking at $14 million a year. So it works out really nice. Now cutting Cooper is actually relatively harmless. Like, he, you know, you, you're cut, you're basically going to save $16 million and have 6 million on of dead cap. And that's the cost of doing business. Now yeah. there, you, you brought up the trade. If you're another team, okay, you know that there's a ticking time bomb strapped to Amari Cooper's contract. Yeah. $20 million, Mm -hmm. okay? If you trade for him, that guarantee does not go away. In fact, it gives him more leverage as he seeks to renegotiate his contract. So sure, yeah, you want to get his cap number down? Terrific. But he has the leverage of knowing, like, I've got $20 million guaranteed. Why should I rework this contract oh and by the way if you look at his contract he's got three years remaining and they're all there's no more guaranteed money so Mm -hmm. he's got a lot of reason to really stick to his guns if he is traded and if he's traded to a place where he doesn't want to be oh by the way that team also traded an asset for him so that's even more leverage so i think if you're the league and you're looking at this free agency group which has chris godwin and alan robinson and um, a lot of major names. And then you look at the draft class, the way Garrett Wilson ran yesterday and, yeah. and uh, Drake London and, um, you know, Traylon Burks and all these guys. This is a really good wide receiver uh, draft class, but it's also a really good wide receiver free agency class. Yeah. So you're kind of negotiating against yourself if you're trying to trade for Amari Cooper. And that's why I don't believe he will end up getting traded. So Michael Gallup is a free agent. And like you said, the Dallas Cowboys could use some Amari Cooper money to to bring him back. But for the moment, he's a free agent and it looks like Amari Cooper could soon be a free agent. And then you mentioned some of the other names here. Um, How aggressive do you think the Eagles are going to be to find a veteran wide receiver to go with Devontae Smith and Quez Watkins uh, this offseason? And obviously, if they are, then you would think those two guys would be in the mix. Yeah, I think. I think people need to, you know, I mean, if you've ever followed my coverage, I typically don't try to be hot takey. I'm not that that guy. But I think the expectations for a veteran wide receiver are going to need to be a little bit lessened by this fan base. Mm-hmm. They really, really like Devontae Smith, obviously. Yeah. They really, really like Quez Watkins. In fact, Nick Sirianni can't stop talking about the guy. Mm. That said... Zach Pascal is a guy that they've had a lot of history with, you know, Nick Sirianni was basically his pet project in Indianapolis. And so I could definitely see them bringing him in just to upgrade the depth chart. But from a starter perspective, to me, the name to watch is Christian Kirk Um, kind of in like the bottom of the top tier of the wide receivers in this free agent class. He's a guy who can play multiple positions. He's a guy that has a background with um, not only Jason Michael, but also uh, Aaron Moorhead, the wide receivers coach. He coached him at Texas A&M. Yeah. Um, I think he'd be a very good compliment. He's going to want a lot of money though. I mean, this is going to be a 10 to $12 million a year player. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't know if the numbers really back up that, You know, if you're the Eagles who have struck out on some wide receiver contracts over the years and wide receiver draft picks. um, Look, I don't think Jalen Rager will impact free agency's plan one way or another. I don't think he will draft uh, or he will impact the draft one way or another. They are going to upgrade this wide receiver group. It's just a matter of how and when. 
Yeah. Interesting uh, name, Christian Kirk, uh, obviously uh, had his best year last year, 77 catches, 982 yards. So again, a nice player, but it, I guess it's all going to, like you said, depend on the cost and, and, and what he's looking for. Um, all right. So if you had your choice between Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup and you're the Eagles, let's just say those are two guys and those are the last two guys that they're considering, which would you rather have at this point? That is a good question. I think Cooper compliments uh, Devontae Smith and Quez Watkins better. Mm-hmm. Um, that said, if you look at the Eagles' history of bringing in players from the NFC East, it has not been pretty. Specifically from to the, the Cowboys. Other, <laughs> yeah, from the other Steve Smith to Miles Austin yeah. to Ryan Kerrigan to, um, you know, uh, I guess you can't say Jeremiah Trotter because Jeremiah Trotter because he was a, yeah, it was a former Eagle. Yeah, Trotter. Yeah. I sound, I sound <laughs> um, you know, uh, so it's it, it's one of those things where it's a delicate situation. And I think, look, I think if I'm Amari Cooper, uh, yeah, I want to get revenge on the Cowboys, but I want money more. Mm-hmm. And he's a guy who seems like he's not going to have a very – very long career. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he probably has interests outside of football. Um, he strikes me as a guy who wants to cash in again. Okay. And I think, you know, from the Eagle standpoint, I don't think you get into a bidding, bidding war for Amari Cooper. That's sure. not of interest to Howie Roseman. I don't think the one thing that I think that might appeal to him is that if he's released, he won't count against the compensatory pick. Um, mm-hmm you know, formula, which is interesting, right? Because yeah. if you are spending that money and you're signing him as a number one wide receiver, you're not losing out on, on one of your potential bigger free agents signing somewhere else and canceling it out. Not that the Eagles really have a ton of guys. I will tell you this, Steven Nelson will be getting a much bigger contract on the free agent market this year. I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. So whether that's returning to Philadelphia or going somewhere else. But really outside of that, like you, you don't expect Anthony Harris or Ronnie McLeod to, to sign lucrative deals. I don't think Derek Barnett's going to get paid all that well. But if yeah. he does and you sign Amari Cooper, Barnett cashes in on the compensatory pick formula. Cooper doesn't. So I guess right. that's the one appealing um, aspect of Amari Cooper. I really like Gallup. If Gallup wasn't injured, I would probably say 100% go with him. Okay. But, um, I do think Cooper compliments Devontae Smith very well. They're both former Alabama players. We know mm-hmm. how much Devontae Smith cares about that. Um, I do think Cooper would be a good asset for Jalen Hurts. Yeah. Um, but I, I, you know, I wouldn't expect them to sign Amari Cooper is basically what I'm getting to. There's a lot of options there. So uh, certainly with a lot of different aspects for Howie Roseman to consider. And Roseman addressed the media at the Combine this week. And was talking about a number of different things, but obviously we're focusing in on the quarterback situation here in Philadelphia. And we have a guy who took the team to the playoffs last year in, in Jalen hurts. And I think that loss to Tampa and the way he played in that game, really it's the lasting impression we have of him, but overall he had a very good first full season in the NFL this year. And it sounds like Howie Roseman is very happy with Jalen hurts and is happy to go into the 2022 season with him. Of course, a lot of those are just, you know, public sentiments. Who knows how they feel behind the scenes? They've had interest in quarterbacks um, going back to last offseason before Hertz was able to play this year. So who knows? But what is your sense as to what the Eagles are going to do this offseason at quarterback with all these draft picks and everything? Well, I think Jalen Hurts, first and foremost, has incredible intangibles. OK, there are people in that building that know that if they make the wrong move at quarterback and slight Jalen Hurts, they could lose the locker room. Legitimately, that yeah. is a concern. 
Um, it's part of the reason why I think you you see them making such public statements. Mm-hmm. Unless they get a massive upgrade, um, and I'm on board with this, if, unless they get a massive upgrade, there is no reason to move on from Jalen Hurts. I don't yeah. think that massive upgrade is coming via the draft. I also think it'd be rather difficult for a young another young player to come in here and galvanize the locker room the way that Jalen Hurts has, especially when you know how much everybody in the locker room loves him. Mm-hmm. He is almost universally loved in that locker room. Mm-hmm. So it, it there are some politics there. Now, if Russell yeah. Wilson's available and you can get him for two first round picks and change, make the move. You can sell That's that. That's the one that got away. Yeah. No one will fault them for that. Um, but I think with Deshaun Watson, I think there's a lot there, right? There's a lot to get through. And yes, he's extremely talented. But if you look at his last season of playing, that was the best year of his career. Mm-hmm. The Texans went four and 12. Yeah. So, well, I do think having a great franchise quarterback is important. It's not everything. And so I've said this, if you are going to trade for a guy like Watson or Wilson, you have to also understand that you're not going to make the rest of the roster better. And maybe that franchise quarterback does, but that's a gamble that I I, I think people think way too positively about. Mm. Um, Aaron Rodgers has won one Super Bowl, guys. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback outside of Tom Brady to play this game over the last 20 years. Um, Russell Wilson has won one Super Bowl. Um, Deshaun Watson has made the playoffs, hasn't played all that well in the playoffs. Um, he's dealt with some injury history. So I think the right move really is to stick with Jalen Hurts unless you can land Wilson. And you know what? He's a cheap contract. You can build around the quarterback position. If he falters, you're set up really well for the next quarterback to come in and and compete right away. If he plays really well, you look really smart and you've got a group that can grow together for the long term. I think that's the way the Eagles need to look at it. And I think that's the way they are looking at it. And I think the other thing people have to remember is Russell Wilson has a full no trade clause. He does, he can pick and choose where he wants to go. He said this week on the today show that he doesn't want to play on the East coast. And again, it's just a public statement. He was basically saying that he wants to stay in Seattle. And that might just be a way of him reemphasizing that he wants to be with the Seahawks, but you know, it's he's got to be willing to come to an Eagles team, which is still an incomplete team. Like you mentioned, they need help at a, a number of different positions, especially on the defensive side of the ball. And if they trade for a guy like Russell Wilson, can they afford to do other things? Can they afford to make the team around him enticing enough that he it will have been worth it for him to come? Right. I, I think that that's the major concern. There's concerns about the pass rush. There's obviously concerns about linebacker. There's concerns about safety. There's concerns you know, about right guard. There's concerns about wide receiver. Mm -hmm. Uh, Running back is, is a constant topic here. Yeah. So I think, you know, if you're Russell Wilson, yes, this will be the best offensive line you play in front of, even if they put you John at right guard. (laughs) Um, (laughs) It's still, there's still a lot here. You know, a lot of people talk about DK Metcalf and how the Eagles should have drafted him and everything. Well, they've had Russell Wilson and DK Metcalf for, you know, a long time and that's really resulted in not a lot of success yeah and i think that's the thing is you want to build a long sustainable winner and i think you know the eagles will kind of weigh that i think mm-hmm. yeah sure you, you'd like to push jalen hurts but i think we've seen that gardner Minshew is an extremely competitive guy he can win when called upon 
uh, in the right offense. And I yeah. think that's pushing him. I, I don't think this is a situation where the Eagles have to press here. I know people talk about quarterback purgatory, but to me, there's they're in in another audition mode. I right. think Jalen Hurts bought himself another audition year, mm-hmm. uh, just like I think Howie Roseman bought himself another audition year. Right. Yeah. Both of these guys are lame ducks. I don't care about the fourth year of Jalen Hurts's contract. Andy. You know, I mean, you've got to know after two years if he's the guy and that's when you're going to sign him. Yeah. Right. I mean, I think with with Howie Roseman, it's another thing. You know, there's been talk about his contract. Howie Roseman had a triple last year. Yeah. Of a year. Yeah. You know, it wasn't a home run, but it was a triple. Yeah. And I think if he can really nail these draft picks and do everything, I think he's going to revitalize his tenure here. Um, he's also a guy who's been to the playoffs four times in five years, won a Super Bowl, won two division titles, you know, whatever. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> but that's my point is like, I think with Hertz and with Howie, they're kind of in this situation where they're on an audition. And if Howie trades for Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson gets hurt. This team is going to be awful. Mm-hmm. Uh so, you know, you've got this Jalen Hurts kid. You, he costs absolutely nothing. You can build the entire roster with your three first-round picks, uh, your, your five picks in the first three rounds. You've got some decent cap space. Like, there is a, there is a reason to believe that Jalen Hurts can play better with better surrounding talent. He's gotten progressively better from high school to Alabama to Oklahoma to his first year in Philly to his second year in Philly. So I think – there is reason to believe that he can be productive. Now, is he going to be the guy long-term? He's got to prove it, but this yeah. is his second year of an audition if he's here. Do you think Howie uses all three of his first-round picks in the in the draft no. here this year? Okay. No, yeah. I, I, I don't think... Frankly, I don't think it would be wise to do that, and here's why. When you get to 15 and 16, you're picking back-to-back. Mm-hmm. Um, there can be the urge to really kind of finagle your way around in that range. Like they have, they have three picks in, sorry, my math's terrible, but in within five, Five. three picks with five picks. Right. Mm -hmm. So yeah, yeah, you're a baseball guy, you know, know (laughs) Um, but like to me, you're looking at it. Like here's 20 guys that we really like if they're Mm -hmm. here. Awesome. Well, they're, there are going to be more than five players available for sure. There are probably going to be eight guys available because everybody has different tastes and whatever. Um, If I'm at, at 16, I'm looking at the Jaguars and I'm saying, look, you pick at 33, you guys have to win. Now Doug's not a guy who can be patient. The Jaguars fan base is not patient. Mm -hmm. Look, if you give us 33 in your first round pick next year, we've got a deal. Boom. Yeah. You move back to 33, you know, you're picking at 19. There's going to be probably like six or seven guys left that you really like. Um, So you pick at 15 and 19, then you pick at 33 and 33 is a really interesting spot because once you're there, you have a ton of negotiating power for a full 20, almost a full 24 hours. Right. You're the first pick of the second round there. Yeah. Right. If somebody really wants a quarterback or somebody really wants a guy that's at the top of the round, they might feel froggy and jump. And then maybe you're moving back to like 39 or 40. Oh, and you've picked up another third round pick or another sec or a 2023 second round pick. And then mm-hmm. you're, yeah, you're kicking the can down the road, but you're building long-term sustainability, especially if you can nail these picks. And to me, right. you know, you don't want to have three 
fifth year options in a few years. Like you just <laughs> yeah. don't. Like yeah. that's a lot. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it, yeah. It's a lot of leverage, right? But I yeah. think look, again, I, those first round picks are really important and he has to nail them, right? Yeah. Why not take some pressure off yourself and also set yourself up for the future in case Jalen Hurts doesn't work out by trading into 2023. And I think right. 2023 is going to be a better draft class because the bar is set pretty low yeah. uh, outside of offensive and defensive lines. Um, and if they only keep two picks, I expect them to go edge and mm. either uh, guard or cornerback. So. Well, I wanted to talk to you uh, about some of the guys that uh, we've been seeing at the combine. And uh, I was going to want to talk about quarterbacks, but it doesn't really sound as though there's a quarterback there that is, that is of particular interest to Howie Roseman. Is that your sense as well? Or is there somebody maybe he's taken a shine to? That's the impression that I get. Do, 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 do. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I don't think this is a, is a draft class where you push the button, right? Like, mm. I think Kenny Pickett will be gone within the top eight picks. I think Malik Willis, a lot of people talk about him getting to Pittsburgh at, uh, I believe they're at 20. Mm -hmm. That's not going to happen. Yeah. Um, and I hate when people do that, when they're like, oh, there's no way. <laughs> uh, I don't think that's going to happen based on everything that I'm hearing. Uh, mm -hmm. There are teams that are in the top part of the top, or, or that are in that second half of the top 15 that really like him. Mm -hmm. um, so... I don't know. Do you look at Matt uh, Coral? Do you like, I, I just, Carson Strong's not a first round pick. Um, you know, uh, Desmond Ritter is an interesting player, but he's not a first round pick either. Mm -hmm. I think this is, Hey, we know we can upgrade or bust. Right. So it's, yeah. it, to me, this is Russell Wilson or bust. Maybe Watson clears out his legal stuff. Suddenly decides that he wants to, take trips to the Jersey shore and is cool with going to Philadelphia. But I just, to me, I think it's Russell, Russell or bust. And yeah, I, yeah. To me, it's not a draft. Could you, but could you see them as the QB factory using a second round pick on a quarterback, you know, like they did with Jalen hurts, taking Jalen hurts in the second round, even though they already had Carson Wentz as their franchise guy, could they take a second round guy and kind of, not in the mean way, but due to Jalen Hurts, what, what they did to Carson Wentz with Jalen Hurts and give themselves another quarterback to develop to maybe flip one day or to have as another as another another backup. I mean, they have Gardner Minshew, sure, but I mean, I just they like to do this how he likes to take quarterbacks. Yeah, he does. Um, I mean, look, I could see them falling in love with a guy, maybe the way they did with Jalen Hurts, but to me. Um, there's so much work to do on defense. There's yeah. so much work to do. Um, it's supplementing the offensive line and the wide receiver groups. Like I, I just, I also think it'd be really tough. It's just really tough. Like, I think, I don't think people really understand how well liked Jalen Hurts is and how <laughs> much he is, he, he is captivated this locker room. Like, mm if you're bringing a guy in on this, on a second round pick and you want to push, that's a really tough spot for a young kid to be in. And frankly, if you're doing it to kind of develop a guy long-term, well, Jalen hurts is 23. So what are, what are we talking about here? Right, 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 right. right. Um, that's a good point. So I, I, I think they have Gardner Minshew on a very cheap deal for one more year. I, 
I know they're the QB factory. Maybe they take a guy on day three who they really like. Um, mm. You know, maybe Bailey Zappi is like really somebody who they <laughs> like and interviewed well. Yeah. But I, I just, to me, it, it, I don't want to say it's a sunk cost, but it's, it's not a shrewd move. I agree. I, I think it's a terrible idea. I, I just know that it's something that they've done before, but it was under different circumstances. I think they're less sure about Jalen Hurts than they were about Carson Wentz when they did it. So that's why with all of the picks that they have, especially if they get another second round pick, it just, you know, could be one of those things where he says, well, I've got a bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. And, you know, we want to develop quarterbacks. Maybe we bring somebody in, but the locker room aspect of it that you're talking about make, makes a lot of sense. Um, I know another story that you wrote this week for the pro football network was kind of talking about the rest of the quarterback market here this off season. And there's a lot of talk about all these different guys, you know, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, Wilson, Deshaun Watson, Kirk cousins, Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, some of these guys are going to move this off season, but the talk has been like, it could be a crazy quarterback shuffle. Do you get the sense that this summer we're going to see a crazy quarterback shuffle? No, I, I don't like, I mean, I do think you'll see like movement, but I don't, and maybe it'll be like above the norm, but I, I just like, to me, the logistics like Russell Wilson, right? Like if you're Seattle, do you really want to start over with Pete Carroll being in his seventies? Yeah. Um, My goodness, I mean, I, I think with Watson, yeah. I, I think Watson, it all depends on his legal situation, but obviously he'd be a guy that almost definitely moves. Mm-hmm. Garoppolo is the other guy that I think, you know, Pittsburgh, Washington could have, you know, they could have a lot of interest. I will tell you this. Mitchell Trubisky is getting a lot of buzz in Indy. Wow. This offseason for better or worse. And he is a guy that a lot of teams will target to compete for that number one job. And frankly, look, I, I'm not trying to shortchange Jimmy Garoppolo, but would I rather trade a third round pick and have Jimmy Garoppolo get a new contract? Or would I rather have Mitch Trubisky see what he can do, draft a guy in the first round and have the two of them battle it out and then mm-hmm. maybe see whoever wins what, what the deal is? Yeah. So I mean, look, I think that those will happen. I don't think Kirk Cousins is going anywhere. I don't think Baker Mayfield is going anywhere. I don't think Kyler Murray's going anywhere. Um, really, it comes down to Watson and Garoppolo. And frankly, from what I hear, Trey Lance isn't really ready. Mm. Um, so if you're going to force the issue there, good luck, San Francisco. Mm. Um, so, I, yeah, I mean, my sense is that this will not be like a an all-out like Royal rumble style. Everybody's getting thrown out of the ring to go, you know, to the back sort of thing. I, yeah. I just don't see it. Um, it look, it makes for great headlines. It, it leads to a lot of clicks. It's fun to talk about. Right. But in reality, I think it's going to be a lot like the NFL trade deadline where there's a lot of speculation, a lot of possibilities. And then when push comes to shove, teams will, you know, ease back a little bit. Could there be a surprise? Absolutely. Could there yeah. be, uh, a Stafford-like deal for Wilson? Absolutely. But I, I just, to me, I, I, people are talking like they're going to be like 10 se- big quarterback moves, and it's just not the reality of the situation. I don't think that that's going to be what happens here. I think, you know, you could see some major names move, but I think it's going to be some, not a lot. Yeah, I, I think of all the teams that probably have the most need to go out and get a quarterback and it could be the team within the division, the Washington commanders. I'm I'm still getting used to saying commanders, but you know, they apparently this week, I saw that they called the chiefs about Patrick Mahomes. I mean, I don't know how long that phone call lasted, but I get doing due diligence and all that, but it's pretty clear 
Washington needs a quarterback. T- Taylor Heineke looks like a decent backup guy, a guy who could maybe come in and win a couple of games for you when, when the starter goes out. But uh, that's a team that seems to have a lot of pieces around the quarterback that could make them a contender in the division. But there's just that glaring hole there that they need to upgrade. What is your sense on Washington's pursuit of a quarterback and where that stands? I think they'll be aggressive. I think Ron Rivera knows that this is kind of third time's the charm sort of thing. They've got a brand new uh, logo, a brand new name. They really kind of want to rein this year in as like a fresh start. And I, I get it, yeah. you know, from an organizational standpoint. But I think, too, you've got to view what's out there, right? So you got Garoppolo, who is probably available. You've got Watson, who, who you could think about. But I'm not really sure why he would want to go there. Yeah. Um, you know, and so, look, I think there are draft picks. I think Kenny Pickett makes a lot of sense for that offense. I think Malik Willis is a guy they like a lot. Um, and so do you draft the guy finally, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, and sign, and, sign Trubi- and do the Trubisky thing, maybe? Like you were just talking yeah, about. Yeah, maybe. Willis and Trubisky sounds like a much more interesting move than a lot of the other options. Maybe it's Marcus Mariota, you know? Yeah. Who takes Trubisky's spot in that scenario. But... I, look, I think Washington, like you said, has built a pretty good core, but they do need a quarterback to push them over. And I, I think that they will be aggressive with how they entertain that need. Well, it's a fascinating offseason we've got shaping up, and I think the Eagles are definitely going to be at the center of it. They're definitely one of the teams to watch, especially with all these first round picks. And uh, we'll see what Howie Roseman does here uh, over these uh, next few weeks. Listen, folks, make sure you're reading everything Mike is doing over at the Pro Football Network. Follow him on Twitter at Mike underscore E underscore K. Mike, thanks for coming on Eye on the Enemy, buddy. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. All right, and that's going to wrap things up for this edition of Eye on the Enemy. Again, my thanks to Mike K for joining us. Folks, don't forget to check out BleedingGreenNation.com every single day with the scouting combine, with all of the free agency rumors, with all the trade rumors that are going to be out there. You're not going to want to miss one little bit of Eagles news. So BleedingGreenNation.com every single morning will get you up to date on everything you need to know. And check out all of our great podcasts here at the Bleeding Green Nation podcast feed. And leave us a five-star rating and a review for Eye on the Enemy. Let me know what you think of the show and if there's any subject matter or topics you want me to tackle during the offseason while we wait for the regular season to kick back up and for our normal flow to get going uh, you can do that on apple Podcasts, spotify wherever it is you get your podcasts thanks everybody for tuning in we'll talk to you next time here on eye on the enemy bgn From data privacy to the future of TV, retail media, and beyond, the world of digital marketing is constantly in flux. So how can you keep up? Well, The Current Report is there for you. Each week, marketing leaders on the cutting edge give you the latest insight. So if it's creating a buzz, they'll be talking about it. Subscribe to The Current Report wherever you get your podcasts. Support for this show comes from Fundrise. Buy low, sell high. It's easy to say, hard to do. For example, high interest rates are crushing the real estate market right now. Demand is dropping and prices are falling, even for many of the best assets. It's no wonder the Fundrise flagship fund plans to go on a buying spree, expanding its billion-dollar real estate portfolio over the next few months. 
You can add the Fundrise flagship fund to your portfolio in just minutes and with as little as $10 by visiting Fundrise.com Fox. Carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of the Fundrise flagship fund before investing. This and other information can be found in the fund's prospectus at Fundrise.com flagship. This is a paid advertisement.